Hello, and welcome to the Sunday Sermon Cast from Bethel Evangelical Free Church on Washington Island, Wisconsin. I'm Rick Smith, and I've been here at Bethel since 2016, enjoying this great church on this spectacular place off the northern tip of Door County, Wisconsin. This message comes from our Sunday morning service here on the island, and it's geared towards discovering what the Bible has to say to us in our everyday lives. So, God's blessing on you, and thanks for joining with us wherever you are today. Students, and I was thankful for the many years that God gave me as a, as a youth pastor, and uh, now uh, I work as a hospital chaplain um, uh, down in Manitowoc. Uh, a number of years ago, I was driving in northern Wisconsin in a little town that I lived in called Eagle River, which is north of Rhinelander. And uh, I was driving along one of the, the backcountry dirt roads there in a, a full-size Ford Bronco pickup truck with the, the, the big tires that rumbled down the street. And I had been uh, spending the afternoon with a group of uh, high school guys and dropping them off at their homes. And as I was driving along that, uh, that afternoon, I turned a corner on this country road, and as I made the turn... To my surprise, there was an eagle standing on the side of the road. I was surprised at seeing this eagle because it was just short of of about four feet tall. I never knew that eagles grew to be that big or that they were that big. Because when I saw them, they're always up in the sky and they're about that big. As I made that turn, I had kind of let the truck come to a rolling stop, and I just looked at this fantastic bird. Proud. Beautiful. White head, beautiful beak standing out there. As I looked at this thing, with, with one little hop, it flung out its wings, and it began to just kind of soar down the road. And I I let the clutch out on the truck, and I just kind of let the the truck roll behind it very slowly. And it soared down the road at about five or six feet high off the ground. And as I was watching it, it, it turned its head over its shoulder as if to say, you ain't seen nothing yet. And with one flap of its wings, It was gone. In in one powerful movement of its body, it was doing what it was created to do. It was flying. I watched it for a moment until it disappeared over the trees. Beautiful. Awesome. Majestic. This bird in flight. The power, the beauty of God's design on full display. In that moment, it was breathtaking to watch this bird in flight. Do you know how eagles learn to fly? Mom and dad eagle care for these baby eaglets. They're called nesting pairs. One male, one female, for a lifetime. They care for their babies together in one nest. About six weeks after hatching, 
the nest becomes way too small for this eagle family. And mom takes action. Rather than continually bring food, one day mom shows up on the nest and puts little Charlie Eagle on her back between her shoulder blades, if that's what they call, if that's what they're, that's what it looks like to me. Mom puts little Charlie Eagle on her back and she jumps out of the nest and begins to fly. And all the rest of the eagles kind of move over and they okay, good, we got rid of him. And Mama Eagle begins to soar. And she soars and soars and soars and soars. And little Charlie is safe on Mama's back. But when she gets to the peak, she does this. And little Charlie starts to fall. And mom is watching. And Charlie is falling and falling and falling. And all of his brothers and sisters look from the nest and say, We never liked Charlie anyway. Who cares? And as Charlie plunges to the ground, mom swoops underneath him and grabs him one more time. Puts, her on, puts little Charlie on her back, and then she begins to soar again. As she begins to climb, Charlie's making all kind of promises that every teenager has ever made to his parents. I'll never do that again. I don't know what it was, but I'll never do that, Mama. I'm sorry. I'll never do that again. You don't have to worry about me, Mama. And she soars up and soars up and soars up, and she gets to the peak of her soaring and And this happens over and over again until Charlie does this. He sticks out his wings and he learns that he was never created for the nest. Charlie was created to fly. When Charlie learns to fly, he never goes back to the nest. Then Mama goes to the nest and picks up Sister Sally and puts Sally on her back. And the lessons continue. Think about an, an eaglet safe in the nest. Daily room service. Care and all of your needs are taken care of. And one day, Mama puts you on her back. And for the first time in your life, you leave that place of comfort. You leave that place where all your needs are met. You leave that place that you know and that you love. And mom takes you on an adventure that will change your life. These eaglets must be thinking that the world is coming to an end. They must be thinking the world is a cruel place. Even Mama is against us. Until they learn. They weren't created for the nest. They were created to soar. Without this trial, without this adversity, without this cruel eviction from what they know and what they love, 
they would never learn to fly. The nest is too comfortable. The room service is too convenient for them to ever want to leave and grow up and live to God's purpose. I have a a friend who regularly says, in life, you are either in a storm, coming out of a storm, or going into a storm. He's an optimist, as you can tell. In life, you are either in a storm, coming out of a storm, or heading into a storm. I think Jesus backed this idea up when He told His disciples, in this world, you will have trouble. You will have hardship. You will face danger. You will have times when you feel like you are falling uncontrollably. You will have times when you feel like even God is against you. Jesus told His disciples, you will have trouble. Almost sounds like a promise, doesn't it? An awkward promise from Jesus? You will face adversity. You will be stretched. You will fall. You'll lose your place in the nest. You'll have big questions without big immediate answers. One of those questions that we ask is, does God know where I am? Does, does God know that I'm falling? Does God know what's happening to me? Does God know that I've been evicted from my place of comfort? Does God hear me? Like the, the eagles that are still in the nest, we hear our friends and our family, we hear the people around us, we hear people in the community pointing and laughing, pointing and saying, oh, isn't that a shame? We hear the crowds around us seeing us fall, but the big question in our heart is, does God know where I am? Does God see me? Does God hear my cries? During our times of trouble, the first and most natural response in the human body is the negative response of, why me? God, God, where are you? Why am I abandoned? Why am I falling? Our natural response in our flesh is to fight or to flight. To push back. Or to run away. Quite often, during these moments, we ask big questions like, God, why are you allowing this? Like that eagle falling from the sky. Mama, 
Why are you doing this? We look to the heavens and we'll say, God, why are you allowing this? God, God, where is your hand of protection? Sometimes we ask the big question, if, if this is truly happening, is God loving? It's the, the love of God that I've read about and the love of God that I've sang about, is it real? The people of God in the Old Testament were, were not foreign to these questions either. In Isaiah chapter 40, Verse 27, God is having a dialogue with His people through the prophet Isaiah, through His messenger Isaiah. And in verse 27 of chapter 40, God is speaking to Israel through Isaiah. He says, Why do you speak, O Jacob? And why do you, or what do you say, O Jacob? And speak, O Israel, that my way is hidden from the Lord and my right is disregarded by my God. Here are the people of God who have seen His hand of mercy. They have seen His miracles. They have seen God at work the way that you and I wish we could see God. These are the people that saw the waters divide. These are the people who woke up and had food in the middle of nowhere. These are the people that saw God moving and their question to God is, where are you? Why is my way hidden from you? Why aren't you caring for me? God, we're falling. We are crashing to the earth Do you not care? Do you not hear us, God? Will you not save us? God, are you paying attention to me? Listen to God's response. Verse 28. Isaiah writes, Have you not known? Have you not heard speaking to Israel? The Lord is the everlasting God. The Creator of the ends of the earth. He does not grow faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. Google would be overwhelmed with the knowledge that God has. Verse 29, He gives power to the faint. And to Him who has no might, He increases strength. Verse 30, even youths shall faint and become weary, and young men shall fall exhausted. Verse 31, but, let me take a time out here. The one thing I learned in Bible college is that the word but is very important. I will encourage you to circle every but that you read in Scripture. Yep, I said it in church. Circle your buts. The reason why we want to be aware of the but is the transition is happening. Here in verse 27, 28, 29, and 30, the communication is, God, where are you? God, aren't you hearing me? God, don't you know? And the response from God is, no matter how strong you are, no matter how safe you seem, you, you seem to feel, even a teenager becomes weary. Even the strongest of our young men and women will stumble and fall. 
But, have you circled it yet? But, they who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. Why? Because by faith they are leaving the nest and they are learning to fly. The verse continues, they shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. What is the key? The key is not our wisdom. The key is not our physical strength. The key is our faith. By faith, God gives strength to the weak, to the weary. Daily, I interact with people who are having surgeries. Some of them minor, some of them major. Some people are getting their lives back through the surgeries that they have. Some people are starting a long and exhausting journey through recovery for a disease through an illness, through an accident. I am amazed at the people that I meet. Some of them the most frail who soar like eagles by faith. I am amazed at those who come in as strong, strapping men whose hearts are failing. And without faith, they crumble. Without faith, they have no hope. Without faith, they are angry at themselves. Yes, they're even angry at God because what good is this strong body with the muscles and the intellect and all the things that I've gained over my years of living if I can't get through a heart attack? Their faith is weak. But I sit with a grandmother who has the same heart condition and knows that her days are limited. And she will say, it's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. And this 80-something-year-old woman is stronger than this strapping young man. God gives strength to the weary. Whatever your station in life, you can't do it. (laughs) I hope you're encouraged this morning. Whether you're young or old, whether you're rich or poor, whether... You are intelligent or you're as dumb as a post. You can't do it. In your flesh and in your humanity, you will become weak and you will become tired. On your best day, when you feel the greatest, you will stumble and fall. You aren't strong enough or smart enough or savvy enough But, 
But those who hope in the Lord will renew their spiritual strength day by day by day. Scripture tells us that God is all-powerful. His knowledge is unsearchable. You will never come to the end and God will say, hmm, I don't know about that. God is all-knowing. He is all-powerful. He is always present. And my favorite all about God is that He is all-benevolent. He is all-loving. Yes, He knows exactly where you are. Yes, He knows that you feel like you are falling. And He loves you. He is the God who will scoop you up and teach you how to fly. He's the God who is always present with us. In John chapter 16, verse 33, Jesus was speaking to His disciples, and this is the the upper room discourse where He is about to go to the cross. This is, if you're a sports fan, this is the locker room pregame pep talk that Jesus is giving to His team before He goes to the cross. And he says to his disciples, in this world you will have trouble. In this world you will be overwhelmed. You will be overcome. In this world you will have danger. You will have times when your faith will be tested. But, Jesus says, I have overcome the world. Jesus tells us, That we weren't created for the nest. We were created to fly by faith. This morning it's impossible for me to know what you are going through. It's impossible for me to know what you and your family are facing. But I can tell you that there is a God who loves you. A God who sent His Son to die for you. That you may know Him personally. And that you would be saved from the ways of this world. There is a God who loves you and knows that you feel like you are falling out of control. But He's calling your name this morning. Saying, will you trust me? Will you allow me to teach you how to fly? Let's pray together. Our Father in heaven, holy is your name. Your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God, we praise you for what you have done in our lives. We thank you, God, for the salvation that we can have and that we do have through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. God, I pray today that as we have big questions, we would know to lean on You for the ultimate answer. That You love us so much that You gave Your one and only Son 
that whoever would believe and trust in You will not find eternal separation from You in death, but will find eternal life in You by faith. God, we thank You for sending Your Son. We thank You for giving us hope. We are easily overwhelmed by the cares and concerns of this world. God, teach us to fly by faith. To lean on You. To trust in You. To follow Your Word. Thank You for hearing our prayer this morning. We pray in faith in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thanks again for listening. And to learn more about how you can connect with Bethel Community Church, check out our website at islandbethelchurch.com or join us for a service Saturday night at 6 or Sunday morning at 1045. Hope to see you soon. God bless you.